All right, guys, here we go. Welcome to Creepers, Cryptid and Paranormal Corner. The first episode of the podcast is going to be about my first encounter with a cryptid in the Australian bush. The encounter happened about 15 years ago at Manana Pops Farm. And on this trip, there was actually two encounters with this creature, and both times I had family members with me. So one day I might do an episode with them just so they can share their recollection of the events. So let's get into it, eh? So as I was saying, the encounters happened about 15 years ago down Manana Pops Farm which is about three and a half hours southwest of Sydney. It wasn't really classed as a farm, but more of a family getaway from the city. No one was living down there at the time, so we'd always just try and get down there together. Um, we'd go down there just to ride motorbikes, go fishing, or just have a relaxing weekend away, and it wasn't unheard of no one being there for about six months at a time. This trip down, Dad hadn't been there in a while, so Mum, Dad, my little sister and I headed off late one afternoon, and we got there about 11pm. And then a pop had got there earlier, so they were there waiting for us when we arrived. After unpacking the car and finally sitting down to relax, Pop was telling us about the dam they'd put in the property um, and it had finally been stocked with fish. And because Dad and I loved our fishing, we were joking about going for a walk down there to have a look. And that's when Ned mentioned they had a few torches and she'd be keen to go for a walk down there too. So we decided to get sorted and head off for a walk down the dam. The dam's just over a kilometre walk and most of the walk's still inside the house paddock. Then you've got to head through a gate, walk around 50 odd metres to a creek crossing with a massive willow tree on the opposite side, and then you walk up pretty much onto the dam wall. Mum, Dad, Nan and I headed off while Pop stayed back at the house with my little sister. As we were walking along having a chat and laughing about how the torches weren't real bright, we'd gotten a couple hundred metres into the trip and we noticed a big set of eyes looking at us from down towards the creek. And once we all stopped, my uncle's horse came running towards us and then ran up to the house. We all had a bit of a laugh as we didn't know it was in that part of the paddock. So we kept on walking. When we only maybe got around 20 metres, my mum said, Hey guys, can you smell fire? And sure enough, when everyone stopped, we could all smell it. thought it was weird, as by this time it was well over midnight. If there was a fire within 10 kilometres, you would have been able to see the glow before we smelt it. And then all of a sudden, bam, you couldn't smell it anymore, which was really weird. Nan said, oh, maybe someone's, someone's camping down the dam. But even she said if that was the case, we would have seen the glow. So we thought it was really odd and headed off to find out what was going on. So off we walked, and we were only probably about 30 metres off the gate when Mum said, stop, can you hear that? It sounds like fire, but because Dad and I were talking, at first we didn't even hear it, but once we stopped and we could hear the roar of a big bushfire, we all said, where is it coming from? We can't smell it anymore but can hear it roaring away and still couldn't see any glow of. This is when Nen said there must be someone squatting down the dam that's got a fire going. But at the same time, we weren't that far off the dam by now, and if there was a fire, we would have smelt it and would have been able to see the glow off the embers burning. No, there was nothing at all. So we headed off again, and as we came through the gateway, we headed down towards the creek crossing and all hell broke loose. Over the other side of the creek, there was a massive crash and a bang noise, like the big willow tree had just been snapped in half. And after the crash bang, there was this really odd noise in the sky. And as I yelled out, what was that? A massive branch smashed into the fence behind us. And then there was a massive bang again over at the willow tree, and that's when we all took off running for the house. We all stopped to close the gate, and that's when Dad said, just leave it. Whatever it is down there isn't going to worry about a fucking gate. So we all took off for the house. And me being 16 at the time, I kicked away from everyone a fair bit. And that's when I had a bit of a freak out. I'd seen too many animal documentaries over the years to know to run off by myself like that. So I waited there for everyone to catch up to me. We went far from the house at this stage, and as we went past the machinery shed, all of a sudden this bright light came out of nowhere, and it nearly gave us a heart attack. Then we could hear Pop and my little sister laughing from the veranda. Pop had snuck down there as soon as we left, and dropped off a little remote-powered lantern by the shed to scare us. 
After we got back to the house and Pop had had a joke about the light and none of us were very impressed, he asked us what happened because he could hear us running up the paddock. So we told him what had happened and he said we'll jump in the car and go for a drive down there and check it out. So we all jumped in the car and headed down there. We had to stop to open the gate and as we drove down towards the creek crossing, you could see the massive branch that was thrown at us sitting against a fence. It was huge. There was no way anyone could have thrown that from the willow tree, which is about 60 metres from the fence line. So we crossed the creek and headed up to the willow tree, and as we got there, you could notice all the grasses flattened down around it. Pop had mentioned there might have been a big mob of goats sitting around the willow tree and that we spooked them and they ran off, which wasn't the case. You could also see a big crack in the section of the trunk, and you could also see where that branch had been thrown and it had been broken off the tree. As we said to Pop, it couldn't have been goats. That branch was thrown at us and there was no way in hell any animal in the bush could throw anything at us. So nothing was making sense at all. So he said we'll head up to the dam and see if anyone had been up there having a fire. Maybe they had thrown something at us and ran off. When we got to the dam, after looking everywhere, there was no sign of anyone had been there at all. There was no sign of fire at all. There wasn't even any old signs of fires we'd had there in the past. And there sure as hell wasn't any signs of any raging bushfires like we heard and smelt on the trip down to the creek. So at this stage, we're all a bit dumbfounded, eh? like we didn't know what was going on. We drove a bit further up into the bush just to have a look for any more evidence of people being there, but couldn't find anything, so we all jumped back in the car and headed back to the house. Once we'd gotten back up the house and went inside and locked the door, um, we all sat around for a while talking about what had happened and trying to wrap our heads around the smell of the fire and hearing it, but not finding any signs anywhere of it. We had no clue what had happened that night. It's still, it was still pretty freaky now when you think about it. As you can already imagine, we didn't really sleep much that night. Me personally, I laid there staring at the roof for most of the night trying to make sense of what had happened. Over the next couple of days, we ventured down there a few times, riding motorbikes and exploring down there a bit. We didn't find any signs of anyone being around. For a long long time uh didn't see any mobs of goats or anything like that being around so it was still a mystery what happened that first night one of the afternoons we decided we we're going to head off the next morning pretty early so dad and i decided to jump on the quad bike and go look for a spot in the creek we can go fishing so we got our stuff together and headed off on the bike in the opposite direction of the creek crossing as it was really shallow there we wanted to find a deeper hole we could hopefully catch something so we got to one of the deeper spots on the property to have a fish. We had no luck, so we jumped back on the bike and we headed up towards one of the um, one of the boundary fences. When we got up there, we could see a spot about 50 metres on the other side of the fence that was really deep and looked like it had a few fish in it, so we jumped the fence and headed over there. We'd only been there about five minutes and Dad had hooked a little rainbow trout, but as he was getting out of the water, it spat the hooks and got away. A couple of minutes later, I did the same thing. Just as I was getting out of the water, I lost it too. So having a bit of a laugh to the fact that we were both hopeless and couldn't catch a fish, and all of a sudden something in the bush opposite us started to smash towards us. And that's when a little grey kangaroo come hopping out of the bush. Just come over and have a bit of a drink near us and that, and it didn't really worry about us, wasn't startled or anything, and it sort of just cruised up the creek a little bit away from us and just sat down and was laying in the sun and stuff. We had a bit of a laugh together and we were thinking, oh shit, maybe it was that thing from the other night, but definitely wasn't. And once a kangaroo come out and that, we had, yeah, we were really laughing and that. We're like, oh, yeah, freaking idiots. We're a bit worried from the other night, but it all come pretty good and we kept fishing. After about 15 minutes of fishing, it was almost getting to the point to head back to the house as it was starting to get dark. We had no torches and we heard something in the bush again. We had a bit of a joke and a laugh thinking, oh, here's another kangaroo coming out to get a drink again. That's when it got really loud. About 50 times louder than that first kangaroo that had come running out towards us. And that's when we realised it was actually further back in the bush and 
closer it got towards us, you'd actually hear that it was running on two feet and not hopping. This is when we looked at each other and said, what the fuck is that? The closer it got, it was like, you could tell easily now that it was actually running on two feet and not hopping. And when we looked up the creek and we see a little grey kangaroo and it popped its head up and then it was looking at us and you could see the fear in its eyes. And then it took off like its life depended on it. So this is when we jumped up and sprinted for the bike. We jumped the fence and got on the quad bike but it wouldn't start. Dad had to jump off and muck around with it a bit and then he ended up having to pull start it. We finally kicked it over and we took off up the house. Once we got back to the house and were telling everyone what had happened, they all had a bit of a laugh and joke and said I was probably just a bigger kangaroo coming out to check his out. We knew the sound we heard and it wasn't a kangaroo hopping or anything, it was something massive running on two feet through the bush. It was way too big and way too heavy to be a kangaroo and the fact you could actually hear the steps it was taking, it wasn't hopping or anything, like we knew it wasn't a kangaroo. And just the fact the way it was smashing through the bush, like a kangaroo wouldn't do that. They'd just sort of hop around and find an easy way. It just ran through the thick bush straight at us. And that's when Dad said, it might have been a yowie. And they all had a bit of a laugh. And I said to him, what's a yowie? That's when Dad explained to me that it was just the Australian name for Bigfoot. Indigenous people called them that and they talked about them. And there'd been stories about them being seen not far from our house in southwest Sydney. So I asked Pop if I could jump on the laptop and look them up. Now being 15 years ago and it's been so far from Sydney, you can imagine how good the internet was. Took a couple of minutes on the dial up to connect up, but we were finally on having a look. I looked up the area the farm was in and then looked up Yowie sightings and stuff like that. Couldn't find anything. So I broadened my search a bit and I found multiple sightings within 100 kilometres of the farm. And I looked up 150 kilometres from the farm and there was another 20. I looked up 200 kilometres and I got up to about 50 sightings. Like they were everywhere around there, just not right where the farm was. And... Being at that time, like, barely any people had the internet and stuff like that, so how would they have had time to get on and talk about stuff they'd seen? And after a couple of hours of looking into it and that, like, I was really shocked how many, how many sightings people had had, how many people had seen them, heard them, even smelled them. After that, I headed to bed and didn't do much sleeping that night. I was thinking about our encounters. The first night we had all that stuff happen and even that second little encounter we had I was just thinking about what had happened and everything that had happened to us had lined up with an encounter I'd found on the internet that night. The first thing that really had my mind racing was just the thought of that smell on the fire. There were so many encounters on the on the internet and they were explaining the smells that they smelt when they had the encounter and like a lot of people said fire and there was a couple that explained smelly wet, wet dogs and even like a rotten smell and then there was a lot of more encounters that could smell like a burnt electrical smell. It was really fascinating all the different encounters people had had, like the different smells and that, and I'd finally had an explanation for the smell of fire that we'd got that night. The next thing I thought about was about the roar of the bushfire we'd heard. In fact, we didn't even have any evidence of any little campfire, let alone a big raging bushfire. And the fact that it just stopped out of nowhere all of a sudden, it was just really weird. But then again, we found plenty of encounters where people would hear the yowies roaring at them and to try and scare them off and stuff like that. There were so many different noises explained. Everything from screams, like a blood-curdling scream, like a girl or something, even a lion's roar. Something sounded like a big truck roaring down the freeway. Even raging bushfires. Like, everything you, everything we heard and experienced, we were finding in all these different encounters. So there we go. Whatever this creature was, was obviously roaring at us, trying to scare us off. And us not knowing about this thing being real, our first thoughts was instantly, yeah, it's a bushfire. Then I got on to thinking about the whole branch being thrown at us. Like we said from the beginning, there was no way any person or animal could have thrown that branch at us from where they were. 
Like I said, there's no animals in the Australian bush that could actually physically pick something up and throw it. We don't have primates in the Australian bush, so there's no other animals in the world that could actually throw stuff at you. And like I said, this branch is way too big, and it was way too far away from that tree for anything to throw it that accurate. Obviously trying to scare us off, and it worked, that's when we ran off. And again, so many encounters I found on the internet with people saying they've seen a creature throwing rocks or branches, even the encounters with someone had witnessed the creature snapping a gum tree in two. So these creatures are obviously a lot stronger than us and explain the branch being snapped off the willow tree and thrown at us like that. Last thing I thought about before going to sleep that night was the creature that day running towards us in the bush. It was massive and it sounded like a Mack truck smashing through the bush towards us. It was big, heavy and running on two feet. To this day I still don't know if it was running towards us or not or it was running towards that kangaroo maybe because we were sitting, like we were out of view, it wouldn't have actually been able to see us but... These creatures are that smart, it could have been there for hours before and actually seen us come when we first got there. I still don't know what it was doing, but as I said, we got out of there pretty fast after that, so we didn't find out what it wanted to do. And then again, so many encounters I'd found that night on the internet, explaining the creature sounds like a truck or a bulldozer going through the thick bush that they'd even struggle to walk through. And while Dad was trying to get that cord back going, I never took my eyes off that bush that that thing had come smashing through towards us. Just shows how well these creatures know their surroundings. Like for us not to get a glimpse of this creature smashing through the bush like it did, still dumbfounds me to this day. I never got much sleep that night. When I got up the following morning I was telling Dad about all the stuff that lined up with different encounters. And since that day I've been hooked on all things cryptid. So there you go guys, hope you enjoyed the first episode of Creepers Cryptid and Paranormal Corner. Over the next couple of weeks I'll be getting a few more of my encounters out for you. And then I'll have a few guests on and stuff like that. So I hope you guys enjoyed my first encounter with the Yowie and catch you next time. Cheers.